And what up, fam? It's me, it's me, it's JCB, Johnny Bones, in the house with another edition of the Pop Culture Collective. That's right, the PPC is in the house. Uh, I'm here at my two... The PPC? PPC. The PPC. <laughs> Can't understand a word you're saying because yeah, you're you calling got, you from got... like the mountains in Northwest New Jersey with no Wi-Fi, apparently. Oh, and no, no. can't even get our Wi-Fi. initials right. Oh, my goodness. Wow, we're off to a great start. Listen, I'm on the field. All right, I've been on assignment, so I still make. Oh yeah, what's what's what your assignment? Be here. You sound like what? you're on the lunar field. It's actually confidential. I can't I can't speak of that. Off oh, on the shut air. the hell up! So, oh um, my god. <laughs> well, I was gonna introduce you two fools, but uh, we're already here. Already knows you're here. You're already this here. This is Dan Haas, and I'm Hi. John Grill, and we have great audio. It's the <laughs> usual suspects, of course. <laughs> So, fam, I apologize for my shitty audio, but I will make sure I work on it for the future when I am back on the field. So, out of the field, out of the field, out of the field, out of the field. You need to get one of those mobile recording units like the Rolling Stones used to have, dude, like back in the seventies. Yes, or or I should just be a professional broadcaster and and have like actual gear. But yeah, there's only one last professional broadcaster. Well, there's there's also room for a first. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> so guys, let's get into today's episode. Uh, I want to bring something up to you guys. You guys have been talking about uh, for a, a few weeks now at, at Nauseam. You also spoke to your buddy Matt last week. And real quick, shout out to Matt for hopping on the show and doing the segment with Matt Sell. Ken and John last week. Thank you so we'll much. Doing, there'll, really be some more, there'll be some more content coming from us, some side content coming from us also. Awesome. Awesome. Good, good to hear. Matt, you are officially a member of the Fourth Wall fam. So welcome, brother. I'm so sorry, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we didn't didn't mean to hashtag your status. Sorry, dude. All right, but guys, listen. I wanted to bring up something about the MLB. I heard some good news today that MLB is going to be going on. It is Mm going to be happening. But I got to ask you guys, what is that season going to look like, and how is the uh, current increase in cases in Florida are going to affect them starting up now. So, so I just, I just came in straight from, um, from, from work and I haven't picked up on any evening news yet. So I don't know any details of what you've just announced. Um, if it's what I think it is, I would think it's the 60 game schedule uh, that they're doing. 60 game. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I got you, Dan. It is ready. Here yes. we go. MLB.com. We are going to do. The, here's the fact. Everything you need to know about the 2020 season. Oh. So, yes. Okay. So there's a July 1st report date. It's okay. going to be pretty much uh, spring training version 2.0. Yep. So Matt Hardy cannot come. <laughs> um, there will be – it's a 60-game uh, schedule. Uh, I guess it's still under review. It's not finalized yet because there's tra- there's travel limits and stuff like that. Um, a majority of teams are going to play uh, in their division, so like 40 uh, games. And the rest, they're going to play against uh, geographic counterparts in other leagues. So AL East versus NL East versus NL Central, AL West versus right, NL West. Right, okay. Which- which is kind of cool. Well, that um, was what they, that was the plan. That That's nothing new. I think that's stuff yep. they've always agreed upon. Yep. Uh, are they doing the games all in one place? Are they doing like the no. bubble thing? Good. Okay. No. I think the more I hear, especially the more I think about it, I, 
And we could talk about this at the NBA in a bit, but like, not, we don't need the bubble thing. Just do empty ballparks. That's all we need to do. They, I, right. I think it's going to be empty ballparks. So there's more here. Um, postseason is going to be the same since 2012. Five playoff teams in each league, three division winners. You got two wild cards in there. Um, and then, you know, best. best oh, so, five no, so no expanded playoffs. No expanded playoffs. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. So basically, uh, divisions uh, best of five and league and world series are best of seven so normal okay normal uh dh in both leagues yes i knew that was coming um dude anything as a mets fan i'm kind of excited for this because me it benefits, too this benefits the mets greatly because it gets robinson cano off the damn field yes it does <laughs> yeah and discussion it gets cano off the field and he's the dh now yeah and if he's only has to focus on hitting then that trade they made for cano last year when they gave up where they got him and Diaz for Kellenic and the other lower-level guys. It looks a lot better if they can get Cano off the field and have him really focus on hitting. So that makes so me happy. I, I, it's, it's the traditionalist in me. Hates it. But if that's where we're going, just get there. Let's do it. So check this out. Here's a weird one. Rosters are very weird. Okay. Um, everyone will have a 30-man roster for the first two weeks of the season, then 28 for the next two weeks, and then 26 for the rest of the season. Uh, so basically, you they have to submit like 60 players that are eligible, a 40-man roster plus a taxi squad of 20 players, and um, the trade deadline was moved to August 31st instead of July 31st. Um, okay. They have to be on by uh, the 15th to be in the postseason. A couple other things. Um, when does the actual season start? Middle of July. Yeah, middle of July. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry. Uh, July 23rd and 24th. Okay. This is exciting so it's news. A it's a little late, you know, but 60 games, you know. Um, are there any changes? Um, tight schedule, desired limit time in the field. So, the oh, this is cool. The minor league rule for extra innings will be in effect. Do you know what that is, Mr. Haas? The minor league rule for extra the innings? Minor no, league. Okay. So, every half inning after the ninth will begin with a runner on second base. Wait, after what inning? After uh, after the half uh, – every half inning after the ninth, so every time a team switches. Okay. A runner starts on second base. It's a designated runner, and it would be the player who made the final out in the prior half inning. So basically pinch runner. I don't know. If I, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's I've never heard that game. rule before. It, that's, it's, that's, it's a, a, that's, a, that's an asinine way to speed up a game. That's stupid. I'd rather just limit how many pitchers are in the game. Make pitchers, yeah. yeah, which I think they're doing this year. I think pitchers have to pitch what, what three batters now? There's a three batter minimum this year. It was so long ago when they announced the rule changes. I just don't remember. Well, well, here we uh, go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go through them for you. All right. <clears throat> Couple more things. One, uh, position players pitching. There was supposed to be this new restriction, 2020. Uh, position players could only pitch if the game was uh, in extra innings for their team or is trailing by more than six runs. There is no requirement. That rule is not ha- is not going to be uh, in effect. There is a three-batter minimum. So this was changed um, in the offseason. I actually mm-hmm. remember this. Yeah. Basically, re- relievers who enter the game must face at least three uh, batters before being taken out, awesome. with exceptions for illness or injury. Uh, suspended games. If a game gets cut short due to weather, uh, it will be continued at a later date instead of starting from scratch. Uh, suspended games always. No, suspended games always continue. 
Okay. That's, that's normal. Yeah, suspend. That's that's the difference between a suspended game. Well, you either suspend a game or you cancel a game. So a suspended yep. game, and it usually a suspended game, only happens. It only happens before the fifth inning. Yep. Once the fifth inning hits, the game's official, and if they stop the game at the seventh inning, whoever's winning the seventh inning wins the game. Yep. Yeah. So here's where it gets really dicey. So players, coaches, and support staff are tested for COVID-19 every other day in spring training. Uh, well, actually, through the whole thing. Players get temperature and symptom checks twice per day, and they test for antibodies once per month. Okay. Um, no pregame exchange of lineup cards. No celebratory contact at all. Uh, so no, no, like, home runs or anything no. like that? No, no spitting or chewing tobacco or sunflower seeds. Chewing gum is allowed. Uh, a ball is thrown out. Oh, a ball will be thrown out once it touched. Uh, it's touched by multiple players. They're going to go through so many fucking baseballs. Oh my goodness! How many? That's like wow. thousands of thousands, thousands. of baseballs. Yep, and Holy fights are strictly. shit. Yeah, and fights are strictly prohibited. So that means well, fights are prohibited normally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So check this out. A pitcher pitches the ball. The hit. Uh, the hitter hits it. Someone else fields the ball. That ball's done. Mm -hmm. Pretty much after every play. After every play. Mm -hmm. I mean, they change balls a lot to begin with, but I don't think they change them after every play. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm excited baseball's back, and I'm excited this is happening. Uh, I think the the format's really cool. You know, I said you're only going to wind up, you know, we're only going to see teams in the East this year. Uh, that definitely helps limit the travel. Uh, it's going to make the postseason really, really interesting. It's going to make it really hard to bet on. <laughs> I I will not be betting on. Um, I will not be betting on football. I don't. I don't bet. Just I, I, I don't gamble to begin with. But I'm just thinking about the gambling industry. Like you know, now you're going to have this situation where yeah, the Mets say the Mets win the East and the Giants win the West. Theoretically, the Mets mm -hmm. and the Giants haven't played each other this season, so you have nothing to base any analysis on and whether you think you know, on who you're going to pick to win the game, which is absolutely crazy. Um, and I think baseball is also setting a good precedent, like I said before, by doing everything in the home ballparks and not doing this bubble concept, which is about to, I think, blow up the NBA and MLS restarts. Well, now with the, uh, the increase, like I mentioned earlier, in the, the cases of COVID in Florida, uh, Dan, I believe last week when you were talking with Matt, or, or maybe the week before with us, you were mentioned. I think it was the NBA uh, started to see some new cases, or was it the MLB started to see new cases over the past couple weeks? The NBA, some NBA players, college, uh, college football teams, the South in general. This, the, the, the disease is starting to hit the Southeast now. That's what this all comes okay. down to. It start. Okay. It didn't hit the Southeast as much in the beginning, and now it's starting to get down there. So it's just moving its way through the country as diseases do. Um, I think, you know, there's, it just depends on where you live, who's getting tested for what I think, you know, players all went home. So it just depends on where you live. I don't think it's anything more than that. Um, I'm sure the players are doing what they have to do to stay healthy or as much as they can do to stay healthy, but it's just, it, it just doesn't matter. Sometimes it's here right. and you just, and it just, you're either going to get it or not. Now, what I think the NBA and MLS have to look into now is taking their, their formats that they were going to do in, in Orlando Maybe think about moving them out of Orlando now. Orlando had, had the or Florida had the biggest. Was it the biggest one day total for cases in the United States? It was like 
over 5,000. I mean, yeah, when it gets to yeah. Florida, it's going to whack Florida because there's so many older people oh, yeah. in Florida. I mean, it's going to whack Florida really hard once it really gets in down there. You know, yeah. and it's just, I, and it's just, you know, there's, unfortunately, I don't think there's anything you can do about it. We did all the social distancing in the world in the Northeast, and it still mm-hmm. made it out of the Northeast. So, and it right. didn't really slow it down too much. So, you know, now you just said when you're a sport now and you're a sport league, the NBA and MLS, you have to think, okay, we still want to get this going. Um, we're going to get this going. We just have to move the location. You know, maybe you see those move to the Northeast now where the disease has already done most of its damage Ooh. or most Ooh. in deep. Maybe you see it in the North, in California or the Northwest. What do you guys say, Bones? I know. I know where they should go. White yeah. Island, just call, call Dana White and be like, yo, <laughs> how, how much rent do I need for a bubble on Flight Island? And just all sports should emanate from there. <laughs> Pretty sure, um, I don't think Fight Island is actually big enough to hold that many basketball courts. Because yeah. I think if that were the case, then I think they would look into maybe doing something like that. And the league should look in. I mean, if you're going to... I mean, maybe they look into, like, you know, a different country that's maybe having an easier time dealing with this at the moment. You know, I mean, right. the NBA is a global game. Soccer soccer is a global game. It's, you know, and it's... Why not? I don't think hockey's going to go to Florida. I mean, hockey's narrowed themselves down to six cities. They have announced what they're, the two hub cities are going to be at. But yeah. I have a feeling one of them is going to be in Canada. Yeah. You guys yeah, know where think... Fight Island is, right? It's in, like, Abu Dhabi, right? It's in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think one of them's going to be in Canada, and you know, who else? Maybe the other one's in Vegas or something. I, I don't know what I don't know what the rates are for each state right now. I just know the further south it is right now, the worse it is right now. Which I just think that's just how the disease moved. So, I um listen, I got to be honest with you, I I I can't watch the news anymore. Like I want to keep up with it, but I just I just can't. It's it's just I, too much. yeah I. I, I watch it for for almost every day for for weeks and weeks and weeks at the beginning of the pandemic and it's just after everything else, after the shit hit the fan literally uh, I was like I can't do this anymore because it's fucking making me depressed I was like Dude, I gotta stop watching watching this the twenty twenty news cycle has been the biggest piece of shit ever yep it, it really has you know and that's actually gonna lead us to another topic we'll talk about as I bring some news about combat sports over in wrestling but I want to stay on the topic of COVID real quick. Uh, as of today, there have been several WWE uh, talent, uh, superstars, talent that have all been diagnosed now with COVID-19. It was one person from developmental a week ago. Now several have all been diagnosed um, w- with a case of COVID. I don't know if AEW has had any cases yet, but AEW stars like John Moxley, who was their current AEW champion, uh, chose on his own to not go to the uh, to Dynamite this week uh, for his own safety precautions. I yeah, think well, he's also going to worry about his wife at WWE. Is, exactly. So I think the fact that Florida is hitting, I'm sorry, COVID is hitting Florida so hard right now. I think it's going to put a damper on any kind of sports, whether it be sports, combat sports, whatever. Uh, and that's just for the not just for being able to hold. To actually hold the event, but the players, the talent, the athletes are going to want to take their own precautions so they're actually able to do this at least for next season. So there's a lot of shit going on right now. Mm-hmm. And, right. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. So there's two options I think wrestling can do. One, most rosters have enough talent where if you don't have COVID and you want to wrestle, you, you can still probably put a show together. 
on a WWE, right. AEW, or Impact show. They can probably run them off, make it that work. Um, right. And if it's really bad in Florida, then maybe AEW and WWE have to look into move. Maybe WWE, instead of running at the PC, maybe they go up to New York and run out of the garden for a bit. If that's mm-hmm. a, if that's a possibility, you know, I don't I don't know if it's a possibility. I don't. I'm just thinking like you got me to look for different locations. You want to keep making TV, and I think that's right. something that's feasible. I don't I don't see how that would not be feasible from companies, especially WWE, who has so much touring equipment and so much invested in. Excuse me, excuse me, in wrestlers mm-hmm. touring, they they should be able to move to a. A place that's not getting hit as hard at the moment, and you know, just film TV. There. It doesn't matter where they film TV. The only good thing about the PC right. is they don't have to give anybody rent for it. They yeah. own it exactly because they own it. So, right, yeah. and I'm pretty sure Shad Khan owns Daly's place, also. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he owns a lot it's of that, that lot stadium. over there. It's attached to the stadium. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, it's his. It's his thing. The Khans own that. Yeah. So I understand that, but you know, I'm sure there's got to be. If, if the networks are that concerned about losing their, like, shows like TNT and Fox and NBC, mm-hmm. they'll find a way to make the money work if they have to go to another venue. Let's be real here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think that's what they're going to do. And it's just a healthy talent. If they want to wrestle, you just got to build the shows around them right now. It's going to give yeah. other talent maybe not getting on TV a chance to establish themselves. And I just yeah. think everybody should just get – anybody who wants to leave for COVID, leave no questions asked. No one should have to worry about their job. I hope no one – job security is at risk from any of from Vince McMahon or Tony Khan or yeah. anyone right now or Anthem. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure when the pandemic started, both went on, on, on statements saying that no one will be penalized for it. I already know there already have been some, some big names. Like I mentioned earlier, John Moxley from AEW, Kevin Owens. Uh, Roman, Reigns has, Roman, Roman Reigns hasn't Roman showed Reigns up has since been it started. Months. Yeah. yeah so, you know, I understand why. I'm, I'm, not well. saying is, yeah, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's wrong for him. I'm just saying there's been big names from the beginning who aren't around and they've been able to make it work and i'm sure they're going to be able to make it work and yeah they'll keep doing their thing so he's uh i mean his his immune system is no good yeah he he was definitely high risk especially it, it being so soon after he made his return you know even though it was yeah it's been almost a year but still it's still soon enough mm-hmm. um but you know let, so let's talk about what's going on over on the combat sports side i don't have i don't have any information on UFC or MMA for today, but I want to talk about uh, the hashtag speaking out movement that has hit the professional oh, wrestling industry man. over the past yeah, this, week. This, this um, whole thing. Oof. It has been quite the clusterfuck. It has definitely uh, been eye-opening and heartbreaking all at the same time for fans and talents and employees alike. Um, first of all, we all know that you know the speaking out movement is not new. It is not just for the wrestling community. I'm sure you two guys, as you know, avid sports fans, have probably heard about this in, in other sports, like basketball, football, or something. Um, but well, let me ask you guys real quick. So, what have you heard so far about this on the wrestling side? There has been 40 plus wrestlers, ring announcers, just talent that have all uh, been accused of some kind of sexual harassment, abuse, um, or or just even uh, emotional and mental abuse. Uh, that have been trending, unfortunately, all over social media. Yeah, so I've I've heard about you know all the names we've talked about, like in the fourth wall group chat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've just it's there's so much of it coming out right now, like it's almost impossible to keep keep track of it a little bit. 
it you is. know, like right. it's just so many names and so many different things. And, you know, it's so there's this is how these speaking out and these Me Too movements always seem to happen. There is a huge onrush of things, of, of accusations. And then there become so many that people just start to doubt half of them. Um, right. And then a lot of nothing comes from those doubts, too. So I'm just wondering, like, what's what's the end goal for speaking out here? Like, outside of the wrestlers being fired, that really that you really find dirt on, what's what I else? Think are it's... You, what else are you going to do besides tweet about it and you know drag up Sammy Guevara tweet, tweets from four years ago or drag out like you know go like what are we accomplishing? I guess. Well, you know, I, I think it's it's empowering for victims to speak out. A lot of people, you know, they don't they don't talk about it. You know, either they're embarrassed or they just okay. they want nothing. You know, they just are afraid to talk about it. So that's why hashtag speaking out. You know, people are speaking out about former abuse, and this time it just seems to be a whole bunch of wrestlers. Right. Um, so yeah. is is that like a like, do you I, think I, I guess think, my question is, do you think they're all true? I guess that's what I'm trying to get uh, at. I, I don't want to put my opinion on saying that something is, fal- is false or not. Uh, I'm sorry, true or false, not false, not true or false, because I do stand by everyone is innocent until proven guilty. It's true. Um, but I, I don't want to say yay or nay to any of the accusations because some, some of them, as far-fetched as they may sound, very well could be true. Right. Um, but Bill, I think, think the, like the Bill Cosby result. story, you know. I mean, right. it seems like I, a lot I, of them are are true. I mean, people have been fired yeah. already. People have already been getting released or having legal actions taken. But also, there's also been a couple other other stars who have put out statements that totally denied any kind of accusations, and they right. have been the ones that have come out true. Like uh, Dave Lagana, the vice president of NWA, had an accusation He's from gone. a uh, a female. Uh, female talent named Liz Savage from years ago. Uh, she used to be on the road with Dave Logano when Logano was a booker. They used to stay at the same place with a third roommate and Liz and Dave used to share a bed. Now, as soon as the accusation came out about Dave, Dave stepped down from his position as VP of NWA and NWA ceased all production of any, any content. They were, that, producing yeah. a, they were producing a lot of content right now during the pandemic, Carnyland. Which, is, which is crazy. Um, but they, they halted all, all production until they could restructure their corporate office. Uh, but Dave Lagana put out an amazing statement uh, within the past 24 hours where he took what Liz Savage said happened, and he's like, no, this is what really happened. Here's my timeline. Here's the dates. Here is timestamps. Here are witnesses. Like, this is what actually happened. Uh, I'm sorry that she said what she said, but uh, all her accusations are false. This is the, this is the real deal. Dave only stepped down as to not drag any of the NWA talent or employees through the mud with him. He wanted to separate himself from the brand that he helped grow over all these years. Uh, Matt Riddle had an accusation too from um, uh, independent star, I believe she's an independent wrestler, Candy Cartwright. Turns out Candy Cartwright has been a stalker of the Riddle family for years. You know, again, not, not saying true or false to any of her accusations, but it looks like because uh, Riddle's attorney came out with a statement saying that Candy Cartwright's been an issue in, in the past through the Riddle family. So some of them 
are coming out, you know, um, are coming out to prove their innocence. But others like uh, Joey Ryan, uh, Travis Banks, Liguero, who are getting canned because their stuff, there are multiple, multiple accusations. Did Travis Banks and Liguero get let go? Travis Banks and Liguero were stripped of their titles and let go from progress. Uh, NXT UK has not said anything only because NXT UK has not been in effect since the pandemic started. Yeah. So right. as of right now, Banks and Laguerre were still under contract. But I don't know if you guys know, but Travis Banks' accusations were actually uh, from another son that we all know, Millie McKenzie. Millie McKenzie and Travis Banks had a relationship. Now, there's a vast age difference, and this is when they were obviously both younger, but uh, she put out screenshots of, of straight-up text messages from Travis Banks one night years ago where uh, they were at a show and she was at a hotel and they had broken up or whatever and he literally stalked her to found her hotel and waited outside her her door texting her hours hours pleading her to let her in uh, to let him in let him in uh so there was a lot of emotional oh, abuse now now personally i look at that as a, that was just a bad relationship right but yeah I'm like not, that doesn't i feel like that's not anything right. that hasn't happened before like you know, right, like it's a, it's a relationship, I mean, they're breaking it. up, and it sounds like a guy who was heartbroken over it. Not, not. That's what that sounds like from your description right there. Yep. Yeah. Right. Again, that that's perception, and that's from that one instance. We don't know what else right. she was dealing with with him prior to that, but that's the instance that she sort of like, you know, look at how fucking crazy this guy is. You know, especially with the age difference and her being so much younger and everything. Right. Um. But Man, that's, uh, that's crazy. And this all started from fucking David Starr. I'm not too familiar with him, but I know the name. He's big on the independent scene. His was just fucking vulgar and disgusting. Uh, it was a video that he actually sent uh, sent a young girl who was 15, I believe. I might have the ages mixed up. Oh. There was 13-year-olds, 15-year-olds. Doesn't matter. They're all teenagers. Doesn't matter. They're all under 18. It's wrong. Yeah, and uh, it was a video of him. Uh, this other independent wrestler named Grizz and one of the NXT UK referees all in a hotel room, pretty much asking her and her friends for sexual favors. And she posted the video. She goes, no, this is what I've been dealing with. David Starr has always been dirty and inappropriate to me. And this is, this is what really put me over the edge. So the video went viral. That's why he got canned and he will never, he will never work again. And of course, and he, and he has a chip on his shoulder. He goes, you know what? I'm happy with not going back to wrestling. You know, I had a pretty good career. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with hanging it up now. Ugh. Kind of the wrong attitude to have with what you just got to fucking. Well, it's because he's a fucking asshole. Then, yeah. If you're an asshole, you're a fucking asshole, and it's all it comes down to. Yeah. So let's but, let's talk about um some people that have you know have been fired. I mean, you have Joey mm-hmm. Ryan. Has anybody um, surprised by Joey Ryan? I no. Think it was just uh, the, the, the joke. Well, here's the thing. Real quick, before you go on with Joey Ryan. Um, there were a lot of accusations that the, the people that were accusing him actually tried to pull Candice LeRae into the mud, too, because you guys know Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae, they were the world's cutest tag team. Yeah, they're best the friends. Scene. They were best friends for years, and Candice denied any allegations that she knew anything or condoned to any of Joey Ryan's actions, and she actually put out a statement saying how disgusted she was at Joey Ryan. How she's like, I can't believe I trusted you all these years for you to turn around and be, and be this kind of person. Joey Ryan was let go from Impact. Joey Ryan also ran bar wrestling, which was Dave Christ, which also he was he also was shut go. down. Dave Christ was let go as well. Um, aside from that, every, well, and also if you look at the AEW side, Jimmy Havoc and uh, Sammy Guevara. Jimmy well, Havoc's Havoc, in like isn't he in like rehab right now? Jimmy Havoc. 
Jimmy Havoc it, was it sent to be. rehab. He 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 wasn't he wasn't fired. He was sent to rehab for right. Well, they were both suspended. They yeah. both suspended him and Sammy. Yeah, but and then, Jimmy um, Havoc also had accusations too about rape and sexual harassment from an ex girlfriend and an anonymous other woman. Right. There's also um, um, oh man, Jack Gallagher. You know, he was fired. Yeah, and that now, I don't want to you know, put my opinion out there too much, but Jack Gallagher's story was, it was on New Year's Eve. I think it was 2014. It was a while ago. He was, he met this girl who was underage and the only synopsis of the story was that he sat on her lap or he kept trying to pull her to make her sit on his lap. She wouldn't. So he sat on her lap. When she pushed him off, he got up and went to grab at her skirt, pulled her skirt off, and then she left the party. I'm not going to understand how that could be traumatic. That's fine. Now I fired again, Jack Gallagher over that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just to yeah. fucking rip off a, a young girl's skirt like that. So yeah. with him, I don't even I don't even remember when this came, when it came out if there was even a statement from him because all I know is that he was released before anyone even knew about the speaking out movement hitting wrestling as much as it did. Like he got his must have hit hit the ugly uh, office pretty early. Right. Um, um, so did you see uh, Marty Skrull as well? And Marty Skrull put out a very well-written statement on his. Uh, his um, second statement, because his first statement was not that good. Oh, I didn't see the first one then. All right. Well, let me give you a quick back. So I don't, I don't know, Dan, if, if you know the story, but um, in the UK, the legal age of consent 16, is 16 years right? old. Yeah, that's what it said right? in the thing. Right. Okay. So, the, the but again, at the time of this 16-year-old girl being with Marty Skrull, Marty Skrull was in his 20s. Uh, from what I read in the, in the screenshot of the uh, story was that they were, he was trying to get into her hotel room, but her roommate wouldn't let the two of them in. So he just pretty much took her in the hallway of the hotel. And that wasn't what she wanted. Uh, but so his first statement was pretty much saying, I thought that was all consensual, you know, because 16 is the legal age in the UK. But if you're That's still disgusting. in your late, if you're still in your late twenties and the girl is 16 and forcing, and again, don't know, truth or not forcing yourself like that onto a younger female you don't have to say well oh, i thought it was consensual because it's legal you that's still disgusting made a girl feel... right it's also it's a extremely gross, disgusting. Like, misunderstanding of the rules yeah so i did not <laughs> i haven't read his second his new statement that he put out today but yeah, i'm pretty so... sure that his his attorney saw his first one like uh hold on delete that we'll write you a statement you, you put this one out so that's going to be interesting. Now, Ring of Honor is the only promotion that has had any kind of accusations that is not bad a statement. Impact, WWE, and AEW were very quick with statements that Ring of Honor has said nothing. I, um, so listen, this, this couldn't have come at a worse time. Like, not only did this happen, and I get it, I have no problem with this happening. Speak out, seriously. If yeah. someone attacked you, made you feel uncomfortable, just speak out. Do something right. about it. Here's uh, the you want to hear the Marty Skrull's second statement? Uh, yeah, if you haven't. Sure. Yeah, yeah if you have 20, it, I'll put it up. In 2015, after a wrestling event in the UK, I had a brief conse consensual sexual encounter with a woman. In that moment, comma, at a bar, comma, in those circumstances, I had no cause to question her age. I don't say of this lightly or to seek absolution for my ignorance. Although I did not become aware of her age until after the encounter, the reality of the age disparity is not lost on me. I understand that although our encounter was technically legal in the UK, 
my lack of good judgment that even has evening has disappointed many fans. Uh yeah, lack this of week, judgment. This week, yeah. the woman I'm referencing bravely shared her stories of abuse she ex- of abuse she experienced while attending wrestling events during a time period. My name has been included in one of those recollections she has shared. I can only speak to what I know to be true and my own actions. It is my understanding that this woman continuously supported our sport through her attendance at events, seminars, and training sessions, and as an industry, we failed her. I cannot begin to understand the difficulties she must be experiencing, and in that spirit, I ask that you please continue to respect her privacy. I don't I'm... think he wrote this. No, there's no fucking no. way. His lawyers did. No, this is a lawyer. My immediate priority is to seek forgiveness for unknowingly contributing to a culture that for too long is pro, 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 pro damn it, words, promulgated, words. promulgated <laughs> ego over humanity. And this is definitely written by a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all you have to do is, is compare that. Hey, a bunch of stuff about the man. system must change and yeah. this, that, and the other yeah. thing, legal speak. And, you know, going back to Dan, to what you had asked earlier, what is the end result? The, now, a lot of these accusations are from young, up-and-coming female and male stars. There have been men that have also put out statements. Yes. MJP put out a statement that he was also uh, raped and harassed by older female wrestlers when he was younger, and he was in developmental. Keith Lee put out uh, a statement to that he was also raped, not by an wrestler, but at a bar after a show. Uh, he was drugged and raped. So, you know, every, everyone is speaking up, male and female, but the end result is to make the pro wrestling industry a safer place because the majority of these stories are coming from the younger female, male and female talent who are trying to make it in the business. And due to sexual, if you want to make it, you got you to do sexual favors. Cornette got dragged under the mud. Uh, with him and his wife having some kind of sex cult. Dragged under uh, the mud. He just had more mud thrown on him. Dude, I am true. <laughs> over him. Over yeah. him. But also, uh, Paige, Paige's family, the, the Knight family, uh, the whole family got pulled under the rug, too, saying they would send their yeah. emails saying, if you want this to happen, you got to do this. If you want to get booked, you have to do this kind of thing. Uh, Paige has not come out did, and put a statement that, out, which I'm waiting for. Did that footage not make it to the movie? <laughs> that's a, probably not I, I would think not i haven't even seen the movie yet but yeah. um i haven't either actually I haven't it's either. not that bad i, I heard it's actually pretty yeah. good yeah but i guess to get back to that original question is like you know what's the end goal i guess my 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 basis of that question is like you always see these movements happen and it seems mm-hmm. like nothing ever really comes of it so i guess what's that end goal now and if the end goal is to make the wrestling industry a better run industry then yes you know keep coming out mm-hmm. But like you know, just I guess I guess it has to be you know just don't let it get too reckless and irresponsible. I guess that's like my advice to it, you know, because mm-hmm. that's when you start losing support, and I think you start losing momentum, and people stop taking you less serious. I guess maybe that's what always like derails these because you get that one case where somebody, you know, is just trying to you know make some money off someone who's rich, you know, and mm-hmm. I fe- I feel right. like that's happened, you know. And I feel like that's, that's happened a lot. Yeah, and I feel like that's yeah. what's derailed a lot of, you know, the momentum from these causes. And I hope it doesn't. I let, let it be known. I hope it does not derail momentum, not in the slightest. Right. Like I want to see, you know, when people are are working in a healthy environment, they work better. And when wrestlers work better, wrestling's better. And when wrestling's better, we're happier. Right. Yeah, uh, I totally agreed. It's unfortunate, though, like I mentioned earlier, too, that the Speaking Out movement had to come back out again during these times because 
through the pandemic, the Black Lives Matter movement, and I was speaking, the speaking out movement. It's just a lot going on in 2020. Um, but again, I do hope that this all eventually uh, comes to some kind of end and people can feel safer in the workplace. But you know, it'd be nice have to wait. If in 2029, this ended with the Woodstock. Dude. With the Woodstock, yes, we all need Dude, a Woodstock. Yes, right, yes. right. Give me 10 I years of, 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 of 10 years. You get 10 years of civil, civil unrest, unrest and a civil rights movement. Let's end Dude. it with a Woodstock. In yes, 2029. yes. Dude. Oh, hell Thank yeah. You. Book adventure. I just got chills, bro. <laughs> everybody get together, dude. And we, everybody get together. We all listen. To, dude, it was so funny, man. I was listening to. I don't know if I mentioned this in the show yet, but I was listening to um, one of Victor Wooten's webinars. And he tells me that my, my audio sucks. He's over here cutting out over here, left and right. I can hear me just fine. He's not gonna cut out because <laughs> he's the one recording. Yeah, I can hear oh, you just you fine. Son of a bitch. That's right. Anyways. Victor Wooten, you know, he said, he, one of the things he says, like, you know, you, you, I see everybody here, and there's black people and white people, and everybody, you know, you come from different walks of life, and everybody puts it aside to come listen to music. Why can't we do that when we leave these these walls? Right. And just act like decent human beings when we're, you know, not listening to music, too. Is that really so difficult? Music is the great yeah. pacifier. Mm -hmm. So real quick, um, Woodstock 2029, name two bands you want, you want on, on that card. Oh man, Woodstock 2029. Dude, there's gonna be mm -hmm. so many bands between now and then. Oh, let's see. I mean, that, so the, like, dude, the, like, the legacy <laughs> headliner has got to be Pearl Jam, for one of the nights. Pearl Jam was... Okay, there it is Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam right. Yeah, Pearl, Pearl, Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Pearl Jam will still be kicking in 2029, God willing. You mm -hmm. know. Um, who else? You gotta think the Foo Fighters are still gonna be kicking in 2029 for a legacy headliner. Yeah, I would but like. Then, to say but then maybe you get like a. Well, maybe you get like a like a Jay Z to headline the other night or something like that, or a Justin right. Timberlake to headline one of the nights. Dude, you know? I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. lie to you, I've always wanted to see Justin Timberlake live. No, I, I pick I it like this. or give me a Bruno Mars, yeah. give me Bruno Mars or something, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, yeah. like just get good. Like, I don't mind when pop music and rock music and jam music mix at a festival like that. Just make sure mm -hmm. all the bands are good. Just make pick bands yeah. with good songs. Sometimes yeah. I think that we pick bands that have like cool vibes, but not good songs. I'd rather hear good songs. Good, good songs give me cool vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if you heard me before too. What about the Chili Peppers? Chili yeah. Peppers are trying to make. They were trying to make a comeback this year. Got derailed by the pandemic. With Krishante back, if they have a run, they might still be kicking in twenty twenty nine. Yeah, in nine years yeah. from now, that that's that's a possibility. They're a little older than Pearl Jam and. Uh, mm. And yeah. um, their first album yeah, came out there. in the mid '80s. Then, then the Foo Fighters, the Foo yeah, Fighters, right? they got some years, yeah. So, and, and also, hey, that's the same thing with like 311. I love to see 311, but 311's going on 30 years touring this year. This yeah. is the 30th year. Well, 30th no, no tour, but a 30th year potentially touring. Love to see um, me some some rival sons at Woodstock 2029 would be pretty sweet. Sons would be cool. Yeah, dude, their first 1983 is when the Red Hot Chili Peppers started. That was the first no, album, '83. No. Well, that's a good year. That's early history. That, that's They're when first... Johnny Bones was introduced to the world. Oh my God! Well, that's that's when the band started with with like uh, <clears throat> excuse me with like um, Hello Slovak with Hello Slovak and and Jack yeah. Irons. Jack Irons is the drummer of that mm -hmm. scene, man. Yeah. Um, Jack so Irons. Like, he also did a Pearl Jam album, I think, or he did a Pearl he Jam did too. And then he was in Soundgarden too. He was in Soundgarden. Yeah, I think so. Let me check. No, I'm pretty sure Matt Cameron's been the only drummer so, in Soundgarden. Yeah, 1984. Oh, Red damn. Hot Chili, Red Hot Chili Peppers, first album. Uh, 
That's so. Is that the one with uh, Yurtle the Turtle? I all right. Off subject. No, it's not on this one. It's on the second one. Freaky Styley. First of all, George Clinton produced the first two albums. You guys know that? Yeah, I never knew that yep. George Clinton produced the first two. George shows. Clinton did them. Um, my favorite thing about this album, the last song, called "Yurtle the Turtle." It's it's basically just uh, the Dr. Seuss uh, thing put to yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I read this. I read this uh, second album. Okay. I read this in Anthony Kiedis's autobiography, and I this story stuck with me for some reason because it's totally something that would have happened back then. Uh, They owed their drug dealer money. Like Kiedis owed his drug dealer money or something, and they're I don't have the money, but you can come sing on the song. And that's why, if you ever listen to that, the guy who says, (laughs) "Look at that turtle go, man," that was that's that's his drug dealer. And that's him squaring up a freaking a drug deal. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. That, if mean, that's not rock and roll, man, I don't know what is. Yeah. Right? That is so Cal. That's Southern California in the 1980s summed up in a sentence right there. Yep. Yep. So that and, Axel oh, Rose, and that and Axl Rose banging some the producers or someone's someone's girlfriend during Rocket Queen mm-hmm. and uh, an appetite. For yeah. Yep. Sex oh, maybe. Was it, all right. So it wasn't the first. It wasn't the first two. It looks says Andy Gill here. I the, guess he the, just the first, did the second album. Well, the first album was a self-titled album, right? Red Hot yeah. Peppers. So George Clinton, second, I was wrong. George Clinton actually only Stiley. did the second. Yeah, and that's the only one George Clinton did, apparently. Was it only that one? Okay. And then what was after? After that was um. Uplift Mofo Party Plan. Oh. And then Mother's Milk. Oh, then which, Mother's Milk. That Mother's like, Milk. Oh, that's, yeah. that's 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 the. I always say, you know that you know the Beatles. Yeah. They say a uh, Rubber Soul is like the transition album. Yep. Mother's Milk is like the Chili Peppers transition Dude, album. Right. And I and I gotta tell you, like, and I don't think people realize this because you know they still do music. That album came out in 1989. Yeah, man, I knew that. Yeah. Like you think about that, and you're like, oh my god. Oh, Mother's Milk. And wasn't uh, Dave Navarro on Mother's Milk? It wasn't. No, no. he was on uh, One Hot Minute. He was on One Hot Minute, which oh, is an okay. awesome, right, right. awesome, awesome fucking album, man. That's, uh, I know, like, Chili, dude, Chili Peppers album. fans hate that fuck. There's so many Chili Peppers oh, fans that hate that album. That album is funky as shit, dude. It's kind of like almost a throwback to like their uh, their early shit. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a tidbit about that album as well. So, um, Chili Peppers in the studio. They are recording, and it's uh, Flea and Dave Navarro are hanging out, and they hear this music coming from one of the other studios at the complex, and uh, they love what's going on in there. And it happens to be Alanis Morissette, and she's in the middle of recording "Jagged Little Pill." Oh, I know this story. Oh, nice. I told the story to my students before. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they go in. They say, you know, this this sounds great. You're you're fantastic, and um, they end up uh, being on the. Uh, studio version of um, You Want to know. know. Yeah. And that's I mean, why, I, if you listen to that song, it's. I mean, oh, that, it slaps, that, dude. The uh, bass line slaps on that all, song. First of all, that is one of the greatest albums ever recorded in <laughs> the 90s. And maybe in, in rock, that album, it comes out of nowhere. That, it's just. That's, it's just Flea and Navarro, right? It's just Flea and Navarro. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins yeah. is the drummer on that album. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And now, I mean, that was obviously before he was in the Foo, the Foo Fighters. He, he, took the, no, he, took the, he took the Foo Fighters gig not much longer after that album yep. was recorded. He did. Well, the first uh, the first Foo Fighters album, uh, Dave Grohl played every instrument. Right. And, 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 and Dave Grohl plays drums on Color and the Shape, too. Yep. Taylor yep. Hawkins, I think, got hired to do that tour. Yep. 
Uh, n- yeah, I think yeah. Was it the first? No, because he's in the Everlawn video. He is. Hawkins. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was a drummer before then. There was a drummer. Um, there was Dan a drummer before then that he toured yep. with. Uh, I forget his name. And Dave let him go, and then they brought Taylor Hawkins in right right after. I don't know if he even toured with Atlantis or not. I couldn't tell you. Mm. But yeah, that freaking you ought to know, dude. That baseline, just listen to it. If you can't, you can't, you can't pick out that that's Flea playing bass on that baseline. Then you know mm. you don't you don't know who's playing. You know, right? And it's totally Dave Navarro. I mean, it just sounds like Navarro on guitar. I think he's a great guitar player, man. Oh, I I think he's fantastic, and he was married to Carmen Electra. Oh yes, yeah, right. Let's not forget about that. Right. I think he still is well, married to Carmen Electra. Is he? Yeah, he's still married to Carmen Electra, dude. <clears throat> I, I I just think that all those relationships don't you know don't go. Eventually fizzle. I'm just saying <laughs> that because Carmen Electra was wasn't she married to Dennis Rodman for like 26 hours? Yes. Was she really? Was it oh Electra? man. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was Carmen Electra. Electra. Yes. Yeah, dude. So oh, wow. it was it was when like Rodman like took off in the middle of like the ninety what was it the last the last championship season I think Rodman just like took off for a week just said I'm out I I need I need a week off so Phil Jackson just let him take a week off and he just went on a bender in Vegas and I think he married Carmen Electra on the bender yeah <laughs> I think it's something along those lines some crazy ass Dennis Rodman story dude. That guy's dude, a that fucking guy, lunatic. <laughs> they need to do. They need to do like a documentary on him. Oh, there's a thirty for thirty on him. There's there's a thirty for thirty on Rodman. I have never seen. Oh, it. Oh yeah, the Rodman wow. thirty for thirty is pretty good, dude. He's a, he's a fucking lunatic. That dude. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It goes into his early life too. Like he had a he had an interesting upbringing. Oh, I'm sure to end up like that. Like yeah. interesting. Like he was brought up by like a white family and like. And like the, the white woman who brought him up may or may not have been racist, and like, but like she loved Dennis Rod. It's really weird. And then he's just a fucking whacked out dude, man. De- definitely, yeah. definitely worth a thirty for thirty watch. Uh, grill. Ooh. All right. Hey, uh, Dan. Crazy enough, I always thought uh, Taylor Hawkins was on Jagged Little Pill. I just looked up uh, on Wikipedia and All Music. Not him. He was not. He was not. Really? It was a guy named Rob Ladd and then another drummer because they didn't do a name Matt Laug. No. Yeah, I thought Ooh. I think I thought Taylor was in the video for it too. I mean because he was in the videos, I mean he played drums on it. That dude's yeah. the king of like getting in music videos on drum songs that he didn't yeah. play on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we could put the chili peppers in Woodstock twenty in Woodstock twenty nine, dude. Absolutely. Okay. Let's make that shit happen. Hey, you know what? Let's be real. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger ain't gonna be dead. Just put the Rolling Stones on the bill too. Them motherfuckers ain't never dying. Keith Keith Richards ain't ever fucking dying. Live drummer. He was her live drummer. He was her live drummer. Okay. He he was with her for 18 months before uh, joining Foo Fighters and was in the video for You Ought to Know. Okay. Cool. So yeah, between ninety five ninety six. Listen, I, I'm that not gonna lie to you. That baseline is filthy, dude. The filthy baseline. Oh yeah, that Phil added a first chorus. Guys, I gotta be honest with you. I listen to that album probably once every other month. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm not at that yeah. level. I don't know I, what it is <laughs> about it, man. I just, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an, an angry, edgy person. I just freaking. I, it's awesome. The drum programming is amazing. I mean, Flea Navarro. Honestly. I love. I love when my students ask me that to play that song. 
I'll get like you know like a like a band with like a thirteen or fourteen year old girl singer and they'll want to play that song especially because like their mom probably likes the song. Ooh, it was like, yikes. can you play? You want to know? And I go, you gotta ask your mom first. Yeah. If your if your mom's cool with that, your dad's cool with that. Uh, that's cool. And then you just and I never censor my students. I'm in a situation where I don't have to censor my students. So I never censor them. I just say, you sing what you feel comfortable singing with those lyrics. And they never, you know, they never say, and they talked about, you know, the getting fucked and blowjobs. They never do that. They change the lyrics. I think, I think instead of he fucked her, she changed, they, they change it usually to he hugged her or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's some we do that on, um, on when, uh, when bands play Damn It too. Like Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because you should all go listen to the Mark, Tom, and Travis show version of that song and hear what they say in that song. In that version? Ooh. Oh, my. That album is <laughs> that album is, in, is so dirty. Oh, <laughs> uh, was that Dude Ranch? The damn it's on? Yeah, it's on Dude Ranch, but you got to go listen to Mark, Tom, and Travis version of it. It is just... <laughs> Oh boy! Oh man! It Talk is. about a bunch. It's always been a group of dudes that never took themselves seriously. I love that. Awesome. Well, and hey guys, David was... Navarro is not married to Carmen Electra anymore. They got divorced in two thousand seven. Oh well, shit. <laughs> Three marriages. Well, that sounds about right for guy. a rock star of that caliber. <laughs> thank you, stack guy. <laughs> Listen, that's I'm the third man. That's what I do. Yeah, so, gentlemen, we, we tonight we have dis- successfully discussed um, how to fix baseball and how mm-hmm. to do that, how to make sure the NBA and MLS restart properly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have solved all the the problems in the wrestling world by saying fire all the scumbags, and mm-hmm. most importantly, we booked Woodstock '29. We did. That, that that's that's the biggest uh, take that I got out of this episode. This is pretty much the most Woodstock successful podcast we've have ever done. 29 going to happen and you know and you know what though we, we should host a uh we're going to host podcast row at woodstock 2029 and we're going to be the headliners of that as well um right gonna here be, i'm going to hopefully be playing and be backstage and you can interview me if i Ooh, you know play. well well we we could play also that the podcast can be the day before podcast it could be like our star cast mm. <laughs> the wheel the gears are turning fellas so let's make this happen but we'll, I think we'll on that get note, a band together first. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So I think on that note, that's all the time we have for today. Really good episode. So, yeah. fam, if you've enjoyed listening to our third installment of the Pop Culture Collective, please be sure to check us out on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Uh, check us out at anchor.fm slash Pop. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and never miss an episode of us and any of the other amazing shows we have here on the network. Also, please follow the network on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop and on Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop Network. Once again, I am your host with the most, JC Bones. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at EMG underscore JC Bones and on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z. Dan, please tell the fan where they can find you. You can find me on the Instagram at Dr. Haas, D R H double A S E. Some. Great hike. So on Sunday, I took a little uh, sunset hike on Father's Day. I went up and I took a, uh, I actually went up there just with my normal provisions that I hike with. And I, and I went to a place called Wawa Yonda State Park. Uh, and John's real upset that he, I didn't take him with me. But I had reasons for not taking him with me on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I was, I was so sad I, until you told me why you so went. So I went to Wawa. So 
you know, I went and saw a Father's Day bre breakfast with my dad, or I went lunch with my dad. And for those of you in the world don't know, well, my stepfather, who I was also extremely close with, um, passed away within the past year. Actually, almost a year ago, in a couple weeks, actually, he passed yeah. away. And this is the first Father's Day without him. So, you know, I was a little sadder than I expected, I guess. So I decided, like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go watch the sunset tonight. And I'm just going to kind of chill and reflect and think. So I went to Wabayanda State Park, went to the Appalachian Trail Boardwalk, which is one of my favorite, you know, hikes. It's not very hard. And I was like, all right, I got a flashlight with me. And I went to the top of the, of the map, about 1,000 feet up. And the, the, the ledge pretty much overlooks the Kittatinny Ridge in northwest New Jersey. You can see the whole entire ridge from the water gap. And you can see all the way into the Catskill. I mean, you can see Slide Mountain in the Catskills on a clear day, mm -hmm. which you could on this day. So I get there, and the sun's about to set. And all of a sudden, a, a group of hikers come up on me from behind. Not from behind. I was sitting on the ledge. They come. So I start talking. They're all really nice people. And um, it turns out they're a group from a hiking group that, group that I post in on Facebook a lot. And I've actually talked to the gentleman, David, who was leading the, the excursion. And oh, nice. some advice about some good places I could train for my Whitney hike. And I was like, and we didn't realize who we were at first. And I got walking and his, um, his wife was there. Um, her name is, um, is Bhakti, I believe. And she's like, you look really familiar. I'm like, I don't know. And I'm trying to say, I play music. I live around here. And all of a sudden I'm hearing this dude talking and David, and I'm starting to put it together. And like, so I finally asked this group. There's like 10. I'm like, how do you guys know each other? They're like, your Facebook. I'm like, you guys posted like the hike North Jersey group. They're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I know who all you guys are. I post in there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, awesome. so, and we've t and me and this guy Dave have talked about doing some adventures before, some off trail adventure stuff, and it just hasn't worked out timing wise. But we just happened right. to bump into each other on this day. So they had beers with them, which was fucking awesome. So I got to have a little <laughs> beer. It was fate. I had a little beer at sunset and I had a little toast to my stepdad and to my wife's stepfather nice. Sam, who passed away. So. To Tyke and Sam, yeah. happy Father's Day. And um, Father's Day, yes. Yes, and all the other fathers out there, happy belated Father's Day. Happy Father's so, Day. To, to Larry and Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, beyond, and beyond that, more important question that goes to hiking. Johnny Bones, are you joining Smarky and I on Saturday in the ridiculously hot weather for the hike? <laughs> It, it, it's a possibility. I'm not saying no, but I'm not going to say definitely yes yet because of my schedule for the week. But uh, let's keep in touch because I want to make it. If it doesn't happen this weekend, we're going on a PCC hike. Well, it's right. good that, it could happen long, this weekend. But that's, as long, that's as long as you can keep up with me then. Yeah, okay. Anyway, oh um, this guy <laughs> talking a big game All over right. there. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, we're, doing, we're doing breakneck ridge on Saturday. So it's some good scrambling. And it doesn't have to be long. If we get to the top and it's just freaking stupid fucking hot, we'll turn around and go to fuck back home. Right on. Is this supposed to be hot? It is supposed to be a little warm on Saturday. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be 90. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be a little warm. Spring provisions, you know, and if you get up there and it's three miles, it's way to hell too much. And it's like it's way too hot for the shit, which is absolutely happening for. I've been out hiking before and I've hit like that seventh mile on like a hot day in, in New Jersey in July. And I was just like, right. fuck my fucking life. I, I love, I prefer winter hiking so much. Mm -hmm. Right on. A winter hike is the awesome. best, dude. Well, I will definitely let you know because I definitely, it's definitely fun. I want to do it. Like I, Sam, I, I need you to family, tweet. So I've been doing some some smaller hiking. Okay. Need me what? You did a little hackle Barney, didn't you? What was it, hackle Barney? Can you, you hear me now? No, you, you didn't do now? hackle Barney. This is someone else. Can you hear else. me now? Oh, yeah. no, no. I was now? in, um, uh, what was it? Round 
uh, round, round rock reservoir. Round rock, round rock reservoir. No, round valley. Round, round valley. valley. Round valley reservoir. Round rock is yep. a city in Texas. It is. Yeah, round valley reservoir and uh, chimney rock. I've done so far. Nice, nice. We well, yeah, have the break live to tell the story. Breakneck would be fun. You should come with us. And right heat don't stop me. But yeah, let's go. Come on. No Love bitching. You. No excuses. I will right, make it happen. All right, Johnny, our third man, also the host of the Getting Grilled podcast, exclusive to the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Where can the fan find you and your show? Even though I just told them where to find the show, tell them again. Well, you can find my show at uh, Anchor.fm/slash Fourth Wall Pop, and uh, we come out almost every Tuesday, barring any unforeseen circumstances or me putting the wrong date in for the show to drop like I did today. <laughs> Found that out when I just checked to see why I had the show. With these. Why is nobody listening to me? That's because the show, <laughs> uh, and I just took it, I, I took it down. I'm going to re, redo it because I'm a moron. Anyways, you can find out at anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop. We just interview interesting people and, you know, just have a conversation and you can find me on Instagram at getting and that's it because and that's it twitter is twitter, twitter is toxic and it's terrible well guys thank you again for another awesome awesome episode tonight and uh fam once again please tell your friends to like share and subscribe and uh keep on listening to the fourth world pop network where we make it pop we will see you next week